Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I'm here with Jen Patterson, and we are talking money, 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 money. Okay. So uh, sometimes money is scary, especially if you were in a two income home. Now you're in a one income home. Someone died, something happened, somebody's sick, and the, the rules flip. The game's the game changes. You thought life was going to look this way. You felt like you were on stable ground. And then all of a sudden, surprise, life started over. Hey, Jen, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me today. Awesome. So tell people a bit about you and what you do. Absolutely. So I am a financial coach, which means that I work with women. I teach them all of the fundamental skills about money. I teach them how to handle money. I teach them how to talk to their bank. I teach them, you know, all of those basic foundational skills that you need to be stable financially. And, you know, I always like to say that money's like a giant tree that's in your living room. You're going to have to make your peace with it because it's not going anywhere. Um, You know, so you might as well get good at it. So that is what I do. It is what I teach. I love the idea of getting good at it. So uh, we're going to chat money fundamentals. Uh, let's talk about the the baby steps um, to, to where do you start? Like, ah, where do you start? Yeah. Okay. So honestly, the biggest thing that you can do when it comes to your financial picture, and this is really true about anything in life, but really when we're talking about money, the best thing you can do is pay attention. So yeah. a lot of times what people will do is they'll stick their head in the sand and they'll stick their fingers in the ears and go la 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 and hope that it works itself out. Well, I can honestly tell you that that's not going to work. You know, you think about something else that we've all dealt with is like our diets. If we don't pay attention to what we eat, if we're not focused on it, then it gets out of control because you're not focused on it. But when you start to pay attention, you just suddenly start to eat healthier. And it's the same thing with your money. The minute you start to pay attention and, and really this is just looking like there's no action in terms of, you know, changing your habits or changing your, you know, uh, whatever it is you do with your money. It is literally just opening up your statements, opening up your online banking and just looking at it and just, you know, having that moment either, you know, especially if you're brand new, just beginning, like do it every day, like take a minute. We can do it in less than a minute. We're so blessed with the tools that we've got. We can do this in less than a minute, open it up, just have a look at the balances that are there. Look at what transactions that you, you know, completed in the last couple of days, just pay attention and look. That's Mm -hmm. honestly the best first step that anybody in any financial situation can take to start, you know, healing their relationship with their money is just look at it and pay attention. Awesome. Okay. So step one, open your eyes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so simple and, and, and obvious, but it's honestly going to be one of the most life-changing things that you can do. Like it really truly is. It's that whole simple, not easy. Right. And yes. so in everything, it's like I was on a podcast recently this week and they said, you know, what's like the one thing if you could change one thing about humankind, what would you change? And I said, I would spur people to action before they hit rock bottom. Ooh, that is a deep question. <laughs> I may really hit you. Yeah. So um, it was a deep conversation, I guess, leading up to it. So they felt like good about it. But yeah, if if we could create change in our lives before it got to stage four cancer, right? If we could get into the precancerous cells and like stage one of things and take, you know, 
make movement in our life before it gets so bad that you have to face it. And we do that with our relationships. We do that with our health. We do that with a million different areas. So it totally makes sense that we're doing that with our money as well. Yeah, absolutely. It it happens over and over and over again. And honestly, like even those of us who call ourselves experts are guilty of it too. Like, you know, we take our eye off the ball and then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, whoops. Like, yeah. Things are not the way that I hope that they are because I haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so step one, pay attention, open your eyes. Step two is what? Step two is honestly just getting a handle on, you know, what is your money doing? Like what, what is it doing? Is it really, you know, serving you in the best way possible? So really looking at those, you know, transactions, looking at what's happening and understanding the flow of your money, because money does ebb and flow. Like it's not something that's static. It, it, it has to move. It's an energy, it's power. So you have to see like, what is it doing? Where is it going? And is that serving me? Or is it just, you know, creating a band-aid? Is it something that is, you know, serving something that's toxic in my life, you know, things like that. And really kind of digging into, you know, where is it going and what is it doing? And that can be something like, I always call it a spending audit and it sounds really scary, but it's not as bad as it sounds, I promise. And it's just going back through a month to, you know, up to three months of your transactions and really like sectioning them out and saying, okay, where did my money go? Because yeah. a lot of people will say things like, I know I made a lot of money, but I have no idea what happened to it all. They'll say, you know, we've made a lot of money, but what happened to it? And, mm-hmm. you know, do the work. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. And it's going to take putting on your big girl pants and looking in the mirror and saying like, these are actions that I took. And I can guarantee you, there's probably like, you know, between 10 and 40% of the money out the door that you don't actually remember spending and is not actually serving you in any way, shape or form. Well, if we take a minute to do that, that's it, that's a, a lot less money than it takes to earn that money, right? Or a lot less time than it would take to earn that money typically for most people. Oh, absolutely. Right? So thinking about, okay, if it could save me $400 a week, would I take that minute to go through the finances that week? Yeah. That up in your head, right? Probably is, that would be motivating to me. It's like, if somebody paid me $400 for seven minutes this week or 30 minutes this week, would I do it? I, yeah, I would do, I would do $400 yeah. in 30 minutes for sure. Um, and then thinking, oh, well, that, that, that is $400 for 30 minutes, taking that look, taking that and learning to be an informed decision maker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it comes back to that, again, that pay attention factor that like, you know, seeing what's happening, going into it with your eyes open and understanding, you know, where is your, your money going and what is it doing? Um, Because Mm -hmm. money that is not paid attention to will find a way out the door. And, you know, one of the things that I always love to talk about is Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is usually something that is um, brought to when it comes to time. Like, you know, if you have 10 minutes or two hours to do something, that's how long it's going to take, you know, and how, how, you know, your house never gets cleaner faster than five minutes before your mother-in-law shows up at the front door. That's definitely my case. It's the same thing with your money. You know, if you have money in your account, you will find a way to spend it if you're not paying attention. And that's just human nature. That's not something that you need to beat yourself up over. It's not something you need to feel guilty about. It's just human nature. So mm-hmm. by not paying attention, the money's in the account, it's going to find a way out the door. So it's, you know, bringing it back to, okay, paying attention. Is this serving me? 
and how, how can I, you know, make some changes to do that? Mm-hmm. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, I also want to bring us back to the point of security. And I had a conversation recently with a friend and she said, you know, women are all about security, but then so far too many of them are afraid of money and looking at things and the finances, but money is security. Being able to money create wealth. Is, yeah. It's security. It's freedom. It's peace of Control. mind. It's, it's, and like I said, it's, it's an energy, it's an energy and it's power. Money mm-hmm. really comes down to it. It's, it's a form of power and mm-hmm. you can, you know, power can be wielded in a myriad of different ways. And it, can provide you with security. It gives you options. It gives you choice. You know, a lot of times people will make choices purely based on the finances that are not necessarily the right choice for them, but they don't have any other options because of the finances. Right. Right. And, uh, we can all, no matter what our income level, there was a guy I was on weekly wealth. I was on weekly wealth. And he talked about a client who made $30,000 a month and had no money left over at the end of the month. Yeah. Income does not determine wealth. Mm-hmm. You can be making like, and I see this over and over and over again, people making a lot of money who by every right should be financially stable. And I'd say should with big fat quotation marks, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're bringing in, you know, $5 a month or $5 million a month. If you're spending that whole, you know, amount, you're going to be broke. And if you're not paying attention and managing your cash flow properly, you're going to be broke. Well, it looked no farther than lotto winners and professional athletes. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. There's, there's been study after study after study of lottery winners who end up on welfare because they don't understand how to manage cash. They don't understand how to manage wealth. And, you know, like I said, income does not determine wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Step one, pay attention. Step two, give it a look practice a habit of looking through your stuff, right? Oh, what's step three? Step three is giving your money a job to do and giving it a place to live. Okay. One of the things that I really hate is traditional banking. I can't stand Mm -hmm. it. It drives me bananas because what ends up happening is you put all your cash in this one checking account and maybe you have a sort of savings on the side. That's sort of like, you know, most people it's like $10 in there. And you're expected to keep inside your head what that money all needs to do. And that's not realistic because you're going to forget something at some point. And when it comes back to that Parkinson's law, whereas if it's in there, you'll find a way to spend it. And Mm -hmm. so what you need to do is you actually need to spread your money out and get it out of that checking account so that it's out of sight, out of mind. And then what's going to end up happening is you will not change anything in your life, I guarantee it, is you start pulling money out and putting it in other accounts for other jobs to do. Like, you know, for example, you've got income taxes or if you're saving for a vacation, like take that money out of your checking account and put it somewhere else so that it is not tempting you to spend it on a daily basis. Because you'll find a way. You will absolutely find a way to spend that money if it is sitting in your basic checking account. So get it out of sight, get it out of mind, you know, do it on a regular basis, create that weekly habit or that, you know, whatever you get paid bi-weekly, monthly, and portion out your money, like really split it up into those different accounts so that it's there for you when you need it. Well, and it's pretty easy to set it up where um, you, it automatically goes, right? So oh there's my gosh, a- yes. For- set it and forget it. Yeah. yeah. 
because what happens is our, our brains, we, we have a muscle that is, you know, for decision-making and it fatigues, you know, and if you try and rely on things like motivation and determination, those are very unreliable. They are flighty and they will not be there for the long haul. But if you have a computer doing it, it's never going to get tired. It's just going to do it. Or if you rely on human habit, that's another great place to, you know, go to is create long-term lasting habits that will serve you because they will show up when motivation and determination have long since flown the coop. And I thought about that when you were talking about looking over it for one minute each day, if you can, when I've studied habit forming and habit making, it's easier if you pair it with something else that's already a habit. Exactly. So it's called anchoring. So when you anchor a habit to an existing habit, you are a heck of a lot more likely to be successful. And so one of the things that I like to do, if if anyone's looking for great resources on building habits, there's a fantastic book called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. That's F-O-G-G. Honestly, I I don't use this term lightly, but life-changing book, like really and truly. Um, And his whole methodology is, you know, using really, really small actions to enact huge change. So for something like this, the one minute look is, you know, maybe it's after you check your email in the morning, you open up your banking app. And that is the tiny habit that you try and cultivate. What happens afterward is irrelevant because you just want to cultivate opening up the banking app. And then what's going to happen is naturally, once you're in there, you're going to be like, oh, what's this? What's that? And you're going to start looking around and you might spend two or three minutes in there. But the habit that you want to cultivate and focus on is just the action of opening the app. And then you celebrate yourself once you've completed that. Yeah, I want to talk about taking vitamins, which I am reminding myself I need to start doing again. (laughs) Taking my vitamins, and it's like I have to remember to take my vitamins versus I take my vitamins right before I brush my teeth, before I go to bed. Like the chances of success are shockingly different because it's already a habit to brush my teeth before I go to bed. So that's not something I'm like, very, very rarely. Should I brush my teeth tonight? Should I not? Should I skip it? Right. Like I brush my teeth. You yeah, know, it's like, we brush our teeth. Like that's just part of you, part of your nighttime routine. And it, yeah, if you yeah. can attach taking your vitamins to that action you're already taking, like you know, uh, after I put my toothbrush down, I will pick up my vitamins and, you know, take them. Like that mm-hmm. is something that you are a whole lot more likely to succeed with than, oh, right. My vitamins, I got to take those at some point today. Yeah, I've had, yeah, exactly. I've had um, women when I was building this business uh, and you can imagine when I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a full-time life coach. People are like, oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Um, you know, so it's like, look, mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Habit forming when I was doing like lives and stuff, when I would do those lives, I just, I did it. I grabbed my morning coffee and I went on camera. And sometimes half the time I didn't have makeup on, it just became this like habit during COVID because I was so concerned about people's mental health and loneliness. I hardly ever miss because I always drink my coffee in the morning, right? So it's just like, grab it, go. Um, So anything we can do to pair good. Oh no, I was talking about building the business. When I was building the business, as soon as I sit down on the desk, I would write um, in my um, gratitude journal. And I would listen to, I feel good that I knew I would. And it was like a two and a half minute song. So for two and a half minutes, I wrote in that gratitude journal. I wrote out my dreams. I set my vision. I set the goal and it really got me through a really difficult time. Just that habit of as soon as I sit down at the desk, very first thing, turn on that song, 
So I recharge my nervous system in a, in a positive way and then hit that gratitude really confidently. So um, I love the book Atomic Habits. Yes, which is very, very similar sort of, uh, I've read that one as well. I've, I'm a big, big habit dork. So I've read all of them. But it's yeah. such like a high achieving concept. And that's why I was like pointing out some of those. Because if you can start um, the, the mental struggle of should I exercise today? Should I not exercise? Should I look at my money? Should I not look at my money? Should I take my vitamins? Should I not take my vitamins? When we start really paying attention to those fights we have with ourselves in our life, and if we just make those habits instead, oh my gosh, it's like, you feel like what you- happens is your, your body takes over, your mind becomes irrelevant and your body mm-hmm. takes over and you just do the action. And mm-hmm. then that leads to the, you know, the outcomes that you want, you know, a healthier body, a healthier relationship with your money, a successful business. Like those, mm-hmm. it's those little actions that we can take that lead to huge results. And it feels like you have two extra hours in your day. Yes. And I think opening this financial app, doing this process will feel like you have an extra $200 a week or $2,000 a week. Who knows what it is for different, different versions of us, but, but, but really paying attention to that. Okay. Um, Do we have any more steps? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, there's a million steps, like in, in all honesty, like we could be, we could sit here for the next eight hours and really like hash our way through, like, you know, how to really, you know, revamp an entire financial structure. But I think that that would, that would be very overwhelming for anyone listening. And so that first pay attention factors is so, so critical. So anyone who is listening or watching and, you know, you are the kind of person that's like, oh, I never look at my statements. I never look at what's going on. Like that is, that is the thing you need to be doing like today you know, find a time in your day, you know, after I check my email, I'm going to open up my banking, you know, things like that. And so that would be, you know, the very, very first step that you have to take is that pay attention. Um, If that is feeling easy to you, if that feels like, oh, I got this, you know, the habits formed, it's really in there, then I would really encourage you to then, you know, take it the next step and do that, you know, that audit and see really what's been happening over the last month, two months, you know, up to three, I wouldn't do more than three months because then that just gets excessive. and really see, you know, what's the money doing and, and really have that conversation with yourself of, is this serving me? Is this providing me with value? Is this making my life better? Or is it just money out the door for the sake of money out the door? And then the last thing is, you know, once you feel like, okay, I know what's happening. I feel good about looking at my money. It doesn't bring me stress to open and look at the accounts. Like I can handle that mentally. Then look at, you know, setting up what I call a bank account architecture. So really, you know, take the time, talk to your bank. You know, a lot of people think that it's like bank is us versus them when really you need to look at your bank as part of your team. You know, any, any successful, you know, wealthy individual, they have a team. Like you can't do this by yourself. You have to have a team. And so see your bank as part of your team and build a relationship with a an individual at that bank. You know, it's not about the bank. It's about the banker is what I like to say. You know, I'm I'm sure all of us understand that it's not about the salon. It's about the stylist, right? And in the same way, it's not about the bank. It's about the banker. So develop that relationship with somebody at the bank, somebody who is on the ball, who you can trust. Don't just talk to any random old teller, you know, find a banker that you can work with. And you don't have to be a high net worth individual to do this, guys. Like any person who is a member of the bank has a right to talk to a banker and, you know, ask them, you know, I want to save more money at your institution. 
you know, I want to use a system of bank accounts to do that. Like, can we have a conversation about that? And, you know, bring up those conversations. And in all honesty, if that's something that you are really wanting to sink your teeth into and you want to start developing a a true bank account architecture, please come find me. (laughs) I have so many resources on. Yeah, tell people where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me at dollardivas.org. So that is my website. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, I have a wonderful group called Money Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. So for any entrepreneurial women out there, like that is a great resource for all of these strategies and tools and resources that can help you, you know, develop this financial foundation. And on Instagram, I'm uh, at diva in the trenches. So awesome. So any last words of money wisdom for us or life wisdom for us? Oh my goodness. I think I come back to it again. I know I sound like a broken record, but the best thing you can do is just that pay attention, pay mm-hmm. attention. And if you are in a relationship, if you're, you know, with a partner, if it's a new relationship, or if you've been, you know, married for 30 years and, you know, you've never looked at a bank statement in your life, you know, talk to your partner and say, you know, I really want to learn, you know, about our money. What is it doing? You know, what are our strategies? How are we doing this? And have those conversations and don't be afraid to ask the questions. Don't be afraid to say, well, what are we, what's this, you know, why are we doing this? Why, why have we invested here? Or, you know, what's the strategy for paying off this debt or, you know, whatever, ask the questions if you're not sure. And, you know, start educating yourself on, on money, on money mindset. You know, there's a million great resources out there. Um, there's some fantastic books that you can read. I highly recommend, um, oh, I can never remember her last name, uh, Denise DT. She wrote Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. She's got some great resources on their own mindset. Um, and then there's a great book called Profit First that I'm a big believer in. Um, Mike, his last name is unpronounceable. So look it up. Look up Profit First. Yeah, that's in my Audible. Uh, it's a line. great one. I will warn you though, guys, he is a big mansplainer. It is very much a book written by a dude for dudes, but if you can get past that, the information is really great. Awesome. Well, Jenna, thank you for joining us and helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof. 